Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith, and we're thankful for the opportunity to speak with you. This uh, show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. You can go to MIGonline.com or give us a call at 1-800-489-8910. We're continuing today to bring information to you that we feel is vitally important. And today we actually have a guest who um, you've seen on TV, you've heard on the radio, um, you've probably met out at whether you're at a charity event or something in, in the area. Um, he's a member of Severe Heights, so you might have seen him there. Steve Phillips is with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I, I've, I'm, when you were saying all that, I thought you may have thrown rocks at him at some point. You know, <laughs> a lot of things you could have thrown in there, but uh, That's true. hopefully not many of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Steve, we want to thank you for coming in. We have um, one of the, the things that we want to do on this show that we've done since 2011 is bring folks, you know, people in our community that have either given back or ha- have become a vital part of the community. And you kind of fit the bill because um, I remember you from WBIR. You were the um, sports director for 10 years, and that's where I remember you the most. And you, we were talking off air about your time, you know, going to Tennessee games and how much you loved watching the Vols. And um, of course, I'm sure you still do, even though actually I read that you graduated from outside of our state. Is that correct? A little south of here. <laughs> yes. Uh, I catch a lot of grief about that. And, and have, you know, I worked in Nashville before I worked here. So yeah. uh, I've covered the Vols for a long, long time. Johnny Majors was head coach when I started covering oh, no kidding. Tennessee football. So I uh, have a good, great relationship with Coach Majors. And Your great, LinkedIn didn't go back that far no it so. doesn't no, no there's a lot of things that are hidden uh, but yeah I, I was I could think trying to remember um I think my very first uh now I covered Tennessee from the other side when I was working in Birmingham mm-hmm. uh from both uh Alabama and Auburn the University games. of Alabama Birmingham uh, no I'm just kidding no when I worked in Birmingham. but um when I moved to Nashville I think the first game I covered was the 86 um Liberty Bowl Oh, wow. Still, I remember standing over on a practice field talking to Coach Majors and freezing to death and thinking, what have I done moving to this frigid <laughs> cold? Of course, it was Memphis. It wasn't uh, Nashville. But, right. Um, yeah, that was my first game. So since then, I've covered Tennessee football and yeah. have made uh, a lot of great relationships. Coach Majors, Coach Fulmer, I mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Dickey, uh, you know, on through, uh, you know, uh, Hart, the current athletic director. Of course, mm-hmm. Coach Summit uh, had a great relationship with Pat. Um, mm-hmm. um, really sorry for all mm-hmm. that, that went through, but what a courageous yeah. uh, lady and what a witness she uh, she was. Absolutely. So, and a lot you, of great you knew also um, Lane Kiffin, I'm sure. I actually um, – what, what a wonderful story he was. L- let, me, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, obviously was universally loved here. Um, <laughs> for like four months. But yeah, for like a very short period of time. I, you know, I remember going back to the station after his introductory news conference and telling everybody at the station they've made a huge mistake. Mm. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Everybody's so excited. And I right. said, I don't think this is the guy. I don't think he's going to fit here. Mm. And uh, I think that was one of the biggest problems, you know, being uh, a California guy and trying to fit into the 
Southern culture. We were the square peg, and he was the round yeah. pole. And, it, and <laughs> it, just, it just didn't work. But, yeah. but the story I want to tell you was, of course, you know, everyone was all up in arms when he left and burning mm-hmm. mattresses and such. <laughs> and um, so we're in the newsroom um, the night of the uh, news conference, which uh, the news director at the time was the guy who made the stand about, you know, we're not going to not roll our cameras, right. you know, and it was First Amendment issues and all this stuff. Um, so we're standing there after all that, and this is, you know, 1130. And we're like, well, we should really be in L.A. for his introductory news conference. Mm -hmm. So we talk it all through, and about 1230, they decide I should go to Los Angeles to be there for his introductory news conference to ask him, why didn't you give us, why didn't you talk to the people of Tennessee? Mm -hmm. So that meant I had to go home, pack, get, I think, three hours sleep, and get on a plane for L.A. And so then I was in the audience when he came walking out for his news conference and the look on his face was priceless when he was scanning the room and he stops and he sees my face. (laughs) So uh, that was an interesting night. He did not receive the welcome I'm sure he thought he would receive in USC and of course tumultuous times. Did you get to ask the question? I did. I did. And how did he respond? uh, Well, he he sort of dodged off and just said, you know, well, I've answered all that and I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you really didn't, actually. (laughs) You really really didn't. So he said something about being his dream job and Right. You know, I think most people can understand a dream job, but, you know, Tennessee's just not a place that's a stepping stone. And so a lot that's of people true. were upset, especially after one year. Mark burned a, a, a mattress, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I jumped on it. <laughs> just kidding. But I, I had a question because one of the fun parts of WBIR back in the day was the Bowl Brothers. You remember those mm-hmm. guys? Did you that's put before that together? My no, no, I was, not, I was, I was pre-Bowl Brothers, uh, post-Bowl Brothers. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that. No, that, that. was uh, Bob Kessling. And uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Gene Patterson and Ted Hall. You could have been one of the bowl. I, I could have been. Yeah, uh, I was actually friends with all those guys while I was in Nashville, and they were doing that stuff. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember them talking about it. But I've seen a lot of the Bull Brothers stuff, and it was very it was creative, very funny. Um, Steve Dean was the promotions director for a long time at uh, WBIR, and Steve is still around in in Knoxville, and, and you know, don't let me puff your head up, Steve, mm-hmm. but he's a genius. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. was just brilliant. He's the guy who came up with the Straight from the Heart wow. campaign. Wow. Um, he oversaw uh, all of the... the uh, that still goes on today. That's yes. one of the very yes. few marketing efforts that you see that last generations. Right. Unbelievable. And, and so he helped them with the Bull Brothers. And, wow. Uh, it was just, it was That's so great. original, so smart. Funny. Yeah, and I mean, because it, it, it hit on it popular things that were happening nationally, of course, yeah. with the Blues Brothers, and it, and it really John Belushi, yeah, connected right. with people. And you could bring, you could roll that back out today, and people would know exactly. Oh, they should roll connect. it back out today. They should absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we well, should do we'll that. Call, at we'll, I'll call Bob Kessling when we meet and see if he's still willing to. Probably is. I bet you. He would you know, you have that that deep voice, that radio voice, and I mean, you know, Bob Kessling's been on our show, and so it, it's it's an authoritative voice. Like you can it, it, you can hear it; it resonates, and that's probably why you were chosen to go to L.A. to ask that tough question. <laughs> but um, I remember, you know, you being on the radio, and you just you bring sort of a um, I don't know some credibility to the airwaves, and you can tell that you 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 know what you're talking about, and that's something that I'm sure you miss. You know, being able to go out there and and speak every day to the public on TV and through the radio. How how do you how do you deal with the withdrawal symptoms from not being out there like you were? You know, I, there really haven't been any. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a was nice there long, for that? no, no, no I didn't, that, I, that I know of, maybe they were slipping me some. Um, I, uh, I had a nice long run 
Um, I started as a disc jockey in high school. Worked in Birmingham, worked in Nashville for a long time, did a country radio, a, a country music uh, television show for mm-hmm. TNN. Moved here and did sports again. Uh, had a great long run and mm-hmm. and loved it. It was a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, toward the end, it was time for me to do something else. And I think uh, most people, uh, you can look back on things and realize and sense that, you know, that there was some point in your life that God was um, kind of telling you it's time to do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just sort of had that, I'd had that sense for a while and some things sort of worked together to tell me, okay, now's the time because mm-hmm. I had been thinking of it for some time. And, um, I, the, the scary part was I didn't really know what it was he wanted me to do mm-hmm. when I left. And, uh, uh, the, the radio opportunity came along and it was still sports and still in my wheelhouse, but you know, it, it wasn't getting me out of my comfort zone and, and making me rely on him. And I think that's uh-huh. why that. That probably wasn't what right. he intended for me to do. Right. And so, you know, I tried doing some freelance uh, public relations and some other things. And I just really was kind of at a wit's end as, what is it you want me to do? And that was my you know, prayer every day. What is it you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Just show me what you want me to do. And that's, that's how I ended up, you know, at Master Drive, which we'll, we'll get into in a bit. Absolutely. But, but no, I actually, um, you know, people still recognize me. People still ask me out in public about, you know, the balls. And, right. And, um, Do you keep up with it still? Oh, yeah. 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 I still watch a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably more now. Well, than and that's <laughs> what we were talking about. You know, uh, when I was working before, the Tennessee game was the only one I would see mm-hmm. because of the logistics of getting there, doing the interviews, putting your report together. I didn't see any other games. Right. Um, and so now I'm one of those guys who sits with the, you know, the clicker in one hand, my laptop open on another game, and I can watch football, you right. know, from noon until midnight. Absolutely, and uh, and love it. I love watching football. So I probably know more about other teams than I ever did. Right. Um, but uh, I'm not as far inside on Tennessee as mm-hmm. I as I used to be. I don't have all the inside knowledge that I I had doing that. That's that's the big difference. Well, when you look at anyone who's out there, whether that be a Bob Kessling or a John Ward or a Ted Hall, you know, these people that you see have transitioned through different um, roles. You know, John Ward, of course, you know, a, a public relations genius. And people, I don't know, the kids of today don't realize just how incredible of a marketer that he is and was in how he's come along. I mean, sport, sports radio was one of the few things that you would say of he's talented at. I mean, because he was great at that, but he also was a lawyer and he was a PR genius. And so, and then you look at yourself, you look at what you did, sports director, you have now what you're doing today, you had the radio piece and you see all these things. But here's my question, and we only have about three minutes left in the segment, but, um, you know, sometimes when you get into a job that you're good at, which you were, you know, and then all of a sudden you hear that voice saying, you know what, this is not what I want you to do. God telling you that you want, he wants you to change gears. That has to be so difficult because you were good at what you were doing. You, you could still be doing it today. You know, the thing that I see, this is just from the outside looking in, is that the time commitment that it takes to do um, that job at WBR at a high level you know, probably a 55, 60 hour week. Yeah. Easy. And, and so your other priorities become unavailable. So talk to me about that because you could still be doing it. You could still be successful at it, but you felt God directing you a different way. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, that actually was, there were 
uh, it was another time that that happened when I was in Nashville. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, you are in this position where people know who you are and they know that you're a Christian and you're out front with your faith. And you uh-huh. think, okay, this is what God intended me to do my whole life. And, and I sort of felt that way most of my life. He, he gave me, he equipped me to do what I'm doing uh-huh. and sort of opened the doors to get me here. And that's why I'm doing this. this is that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you get that, nope, this is not what I want you to do, you're like very confused. Right. It's very confusing. Right. Um, and then you start to wonder, am I really, is that what I really hear? Uh, so there's a lot of confusion. So people go through those changes that are feel that seem lost or feel confused. I, I, I absolutely relate. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it was, but it was just something I felt so strongly that that's what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I had kind of been feeling that way for a while, and I needed an extra little shove, and some other things came along that kind of gave me that extra little shove. But um, it, it just, it was it was time to do something else. You and had posted something on, uh, I think, your Facebook page a couple few years ago, and it was something that E.K. Johnson had posted that T.D. T. Jakes had posted mm-hmm. about being thankful for doors closed, right? Right, And that's the nudge maybe you were talking about. Sometimes right. when a door is closed, another door opens, and it was the one that God wants you to open and go exactly. through. Exactly. Well, I, and I can go back through my life, and it would bore everybody to tears, but I could go back through my life and tell you all the things that I wanted to do and the, and the opportunities that were in front of me that didn't right. work out. Right. Um, and the, at the time, I didn't understand why, but mm. as I looked back, I can see perfectly you right. know, why that was that was not the direction that I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was you know if you are faithful and, and you you trust him, um, it's I'm not saying it won't be scary and you mm-hmm. won't feel confused and lost and sometimes if, but you know if you will trust him, he's going to lead you where he wants you to be. And when yeah. you get to that point, it's very satisfying. Well, that's great. We have Steve Phillips in studio with Master Dry, um, actually Master Concrete Services. Master Concrete, right. That's what we're going to talk about here when we get back from this uh, break. But it's really incredible to hear his story. And we're going to continue talking with Steve Phillips right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. You know, this song reminds me as the Karate Kid is making his way through the tournament, if you recall. (laughs) This is the song that they played as he's leading to that last match with the blonde head guy. I don't remember when he did that famous, yeah. infamous kick. But that is the song <laughs> that is playing as he's making his way and defeating other I love that song. That I gotta I gotta get that on my, my Apple music. So we're here on the housing hour. We're continuing talking with Steve Phillips with Master Dry and he is in the division of Master Concrete Services. And um, Josh Phillips, or not Josh Phillips, Josh Smith, (laughs) Josh Phillips, um, is really an incredible guy. I I know him from my church. And he was on our show. Yeah, he was. And that was a long time ago. Yes, it was. But um, he is really a a dynamic individual. Um, What a great representative that you have for your company. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the reasons, obviously, that that I'm there and going through that process, as I talked about, of you know, where do you want me? Mm -hmm. uh, When I first heard about Master Drive, well, that wasn't exactly my background, you know, from from television and radio and public relations uh, in college. Um, And something prompted me to go ahead and and go. I thought, well, at least I'll go find out. Mm -hmm. And when I went in and talked to them, I was so impressed with all of them. 
Um, and it's, you know, they do it like a three or four interview process. You don't, you know, it's not just a regular one interview and you're hired kind of job. The second interview, I remember leaving thinking, I love these people in this company. I hope there's a spot for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but, you know, Josh is uh, very forward thinking, mm-hmm. um, willing to change. I mean, that's one of the big things over there. If you're not, if you hate change, that's not a good company for you. Right. He, he will change things. Um, but, um, you know, he's very forward thinking. And But he's a man of integrity. And the whole business is built on doing the right thing mm-hmm. and doing the right thing by the customer. Mm-hmm. And if that means that we have to, you know, kind of eat something to, to take care of it, we do. Uh, we do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Sounds like MIG. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. Uh, um, it's so refreshing. The other thing that's so refreshing about the company is they take such good care about the culture of the company mm-hmm. so that you don't have uh, I, I don't have to worry about going to work and there are going to be people complaining and whining and groaning about what they're doing mm-hmm. because those people won't make it very long mm-hmm. and they're very guarded about the culture of the company and mm-hmm. uh, that's part of what they are looking for in the hiring process mm-hmm. so um, it makes it a wonderful place to work because you're around positive people uh, who realize that they're they're helping people and not just out making money. Right. And it's it's about doing the right thing for those people. And if you do the right things and you have integrity, then it work. It, you know, and the business is going to work for you, and you are going to make money. And that's that's how it, it goes hand in hand. In most companies, um, per people who work at companies, they, they they usually either have a really good ability to communicate, but may not know the details about the products that they're selling, you know, so they provide great customer service, but you don't have the knowledge and the depth that you really need. And so it sounds like, and I've had experience with Master Dry, they marry the two very well. They do, and, th- and that was the third um uh, part of the tripod of things that, that really attracted me to the company is the, the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend uh, a day a week in training, um, and, and uh, the, our inspectors, uh, like me, uh, the other uh, people in production also mm-hmm. spend time in training. I, I, you know, a day a, a, a week for a year, you know, you've had 52 days of training, plus you mm-hmm. start off with a month of training before they'll even let you out the door. Right. Uh, so, tr- and I've, you know, I've been to at least two We've had two weeks of training where outside people were brought in and then mm-hmm. went to Omaha to look at another company that does some of the things that we do. So wow. training is huge, and they they want and expect that you are continually learning and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that because it's so easy in any job you do, whether it's you know TV, radio, um, sales, anything, to become complacent and, and be stale and really start to, to not enjoy your job and not be effective at your job because – you're not growing, you're not learning, and, and I think that's we're all intended to grow and learn for as long as we're here. Do you get to use your public speaking to go out and talk to large groups now, or do you still just do one-on-one type sales? Uh, I, I do speak to a few groups when I'm asked, uh, but not a lot anymore. Um, I do a little bit of stuff at my church uh, with a small group that I'll lead in the choir and so forth, but really not a lot of uh, public speaking anymore. Um, it was... Uh, it was something I enjoyed doing, but it was probably not my favorite thing to do. Really? I know that sounds weird yeah. to people. Uh, it was much easier for me to sit in a room with a glass and metal camera and talk than it was to sit in a room with 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 people. Mm-hmm. I was much more nervous in front of a group of people than I was on TV, even though you know I had the potential for tens of thousands of people to be watching on television as opposed to 10 or 15 people live. And that's, see, I'd rather talk in front of 150 people than in front of a camera. Yeah. 
Just that absolutely. It, I think it's what you get used to. You know, my very first um, uh, weekend in television, way back in the day, uh, the uh, weekend anchor, who was uh, not a not a kind person, as you'll figure from this story, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there about to do my very first sports cast, and he said, "Are you nervous?" And I said, "No, not really. You know, I've been doing radio for a while. I'm kind of used to this. I'm not really too nervous." And he said. Good, good. Just don't think about the fact that a million people could be watching you at any. <laughs> and of course, the, the camera comes on, and I'm a deer in headlights, you know. Um, so it took a little while to get used to it, but once I got used to it, yeah, it's it's always been easier for me to do that mm-hmm. than to. Kevin's a natural in front of the camera. I love being in front of the camera. You know, some people have the just desire to do that, and I don't get nervous. I mean, certainly there's butterflies, you know, but they're, they're, it's a healthy fear. Right. You know, you have to prepare. You have to know what you're speaking about. You have to understand the audience. So as long as you can tackle those three things, you know, actually delivering the execution is the easy part. Mm-hmm. It's the preparation. It's the preparedness of what you're speaking about and who you're speaking to. And that goes for anything that you do, whether it be an audience of 150 people or a potential audience of a million, we have to know what we're speaking about and be able to deliver. So, you know, here's the thing about, you know, any service out there that we, um, we try to go and purchase, you know, whether that be tires or whether that be purchasing a home or maybe it's getting a loan for a home. You know, you have to trust that the people behind the wheel know what they're talking about. And when people are looking to purchase, you know, because because concrete services is is sort of a um, it's sort of a service and an item that you purchase that you, you don't really kind of know what goes into it. You just know, oh, I want, I want to have my garage have that nice, shiny finish. That, that's about the extent of what I know, you know. But then there's so much more that goes into it. You don't know what the price is. You don't know what the level of quality needs to be or what the ingredients to make it happen. And so, like, for yourself, you know, I would trust Steve just because of who he is, how he speaks. So th- that trust factor has to be huge for your all's industry. Well, trust is fact. Yeah, any anytime people are going to purchase something from you, especially right. if it costs much at all, right. there has to be a trust factor. And it does help sometimes that people have known me from television. It, it also, you know, hurts sometimes. <laughs> um, but. Um, you know, the thing about, again, goes back to the training that they give us at Master Dry and knowing what we're, mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Um, the polyurethane that we use to, to level concrete is something that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. They don't even know the service is available. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then once they know it's available, they don't understand how it works. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, it, it actually gives me a lot of pleasure mm-hmm. you know, to go in and say, well, here's, here's what it does and here's how it can work and here's... Because every situation is different. Well, I'm curious, how yeah. does that work? Because you think of leveling concrete, you think that there's some other way of doing it. I didn't know that there was an actual other method other than what you traditionally would think of. Yeah, uh, a lot of people think of the mud jacking or just, you know, their concrete's broken. Mud jacking broken. is what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they think their concrete's <laughs> broken, let's just tear it out and replace it. Yeah. They don't realize that there's an option. And I know you're, you're running out of time in this segment, so I, I'll get into depth and explain yes, absolutely. In, the ne- in the next segment. But you, you do have an option, and it's, it's less uh, expensive most of the time than concrete replacement. Mm. Uh, it lasts a lot longer and is much more effective than the mud jacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for the, it's a value um, for what you're doing to, to level and, and stabilize your concrete right. that people don't even know is available. And, and so that, 
um, that is something that I enjoy doing. Well, but we'll have to talk yeah. Yeah, about that because there's people out there that were in the middle of the summer. Maybe they're thinking about listing their home and they might want to address some concrete right. needs as they're getting ready to list their home. You know, when they're going through the checklist of things that they need to replace. And you know what? Home inspectors, if it's a noticeable concrete issue, they're going to bring that up when they're doing the home inspection. So you might as well address it on the front end. So we're here with Steve Phillips for Master Drive, Master Concrete Services. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, and this is the Housing Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host and Pinterest extraordinaire. <laughs> Webinar this weekend. That's right. <laughs> and also, folks, just so you know, we are on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash the Housing Hour. You can find us there and share our show with friends and family. Um, also, we're on uh, Twitter as well, at The Housing Hour is our Twitter handle. Um, we'd also love for you to come and join us on our mothership, which is www.thehousinghour.com. Um, and you can find all of our shows, our past shows. If you want to look up our show with Josh, um, who is the um, CEO or what does he call owner. himself? Yeah, owner. He's the owner. The yeah. owner. Um, the boss, the boss <laughs> of uh, Master Dry. You can go and search for him as well there, um, Josh Smith. So I guess they could just you go. Can, the, it's so dynamic. You just put in you Josh and I'll put, pull it up. Can we put the link in the show promo? Yes, I will. If that's cool, um, just so that they can go and because um, I was very impressed with him and he, he such an authority on the subject, you know. And he's got such a great story. And there is nothing he doesn't story. know about. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's a fantastic. Yeah, it, it really is. He's got he's such, amazing. He, he's a Renaissance man, is what he is. He's a pilot too. Did you know yes, that? Yes, I no, did. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, that. He's, I, he didn't fly, but but uh, we flew to Omaha when I went out to that other company I was talking about. So, yeah. Um, he's promised to take me up this fall, so because I, I like to take uh, photographs. Absolutely. And so he's promised to take me up this fall, so I can get some. That'd foliage. be fun. Yeah. He's just a nice guy, and I mean, I'm glad to see that you're working for. Because honestly, I didn't put the pieces of the puzzle together until about a week ago when Mark was talking about that, and I was like. Well, that makes so much sense for you because of who Josh is and how he runs his company, and it fits very well with with what you have. Um, and there's somebody else, and we'll get back to talking about concrete in just a moment. But there's somebody else that you sort of remind me of as it relates to kind of wearing your heart on your sleeve and your faith on your sleeve, and that's Todd Howell. Yeah, Todd's um, my buddy. Yeah, because you guys were both with the same right. company for a while, so I'm sure you guys are friends. Yeah, I knew we worked together for ten years. Still see each other. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I told Great Todd guy. one of the you know the one of the things there's a handful of things that I deeply miss uh, mm -hmm. about uh, working at Channel 10. One of them was when we'd finish the news in the evening. Of course, I would tape the sports for the morning, and Todd would be over working on his maps. And then we would probably two or three days a week we would talk until you know twelve thirty one o'clock. Wow. And, and there were mostly spiritual conversations because Todd is a wonderful Christian man mm -hmm. and uh, just a great guy. He and Lee yeah. are a terrific couple. Have you know four great boys that are. Uh, two of them are already married, and uh, yeah, so Todd's a, a terrific, terrific friend, yeah. and uh, I was blessed to work with with he and and uh, Robin and Beth. I mean, all of them are just you know good people, good people. 
Except for that one guy. I can't remember his name. The guy that I'm joking, but he was alive at five at four. What a character oh, he Russell? is. Oh, Russell? Russell, yeah. He, I'm joking. He's a great guy. He great. is a, he is But great. he's a character. He I, like I like his humor. He's certifiable, but he is. He is <laughs> he's a, funny. He, yeah. he does a good show. Yeah. yeah, he does. He really does. Okay, so let's get back to Master Dry. We were talking before we went off air about, because there's so many things that go into concrete and we're only scratching the surface no pun intended but we were talking about the repair really and also the polyurethane leveling and what that really means and and it's a unique sort of method to do what they do what's the what's the added benefit of doing it that way well there are several benefits of doing and what that. are you doing i guess is another well, well, let me explain yeah. it a little bit and then i'll tell you about the benefits of it but if you have seen the uh, the material that you can get to put in your around your windows mm-hmm. it is it is uh, related to that, a distant mm-hmm. cousin of that, a, a cousin on steroids of mm-hmm. that, if you will. Okay. Uh, if you've noticed, if you've used that stuff, if you put a little too much in, it's going to you know, mess your window frame up. Mm-hmm. Well, this that we use, the polyurethane that uh, we use, is much, much, much stronger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does is it's injected underneath the concrete. Um, it goes in the liquid. It's two chemicals that mix it. And, and when it goes in, it starts within three seconds, it starts to foam. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sound very impressive until you watch what it will do. And when it fills. It fills the voids if you've had a big void, which a lot of times you either have had the soil has settled under your concrete or you've had water running under there and it's washed away your soil. Mm-hmm. And you have a big hole, and that's why your concrete is broken. The mm-hmm. weight of the concrete is not supported by anything any that's longer. That's exactly what's going and on. And it yeah. breaks. So uh, the polyurethane fills the hole and then begins to compress, and so it's packing the ground, which is the other thing you would want done. If you could go under your concrete without removing it, you'd want that ground packed hard again right. because that's part of the problem. It may not have been packed hard enough mm. the first time. Um, and so that's what it does. It, it, the, as it expands, it, uh, it compacts the, the soil underneath, and, it, and then once it has done that and there's enough pressure, then it starts to push up, and so mm-hmm. it lifts the concrete. We have a, a contract with TDOT uh, that we, oh, wow. we've done, been doing a statewide work for them since September. I was just in Nashville uh, That's a huge. couple of weeks ago. We'll be over in Memphis uh, sometime the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, a lot of what we do for them are the approach slabs to bridges because those inevitably settle. If you go to over, over a lot of bridges, and when you're driving, you'll notice you always get a little bump. And so we go in underneath wow. that slab and raise those up to level them with the with the bridge. I mean, I, that's enormous. It's enormous. And I have a question: <clears throat> How do you control the foam? I know it expands, right. and then it compacts, and then it lifts the concrete to li- level it with right. the you know, original concrete. How do you know you, if you get too much? Wouldn't it lift it past it? it and would. You have another crack. And, and that is something you have to be careful about. Uh, but the foam again, as you as you that would insert happen it, to you. you <laughs> put, you put too then much I lift in the other end, and <laughs> your sidewall will be standing straight up. Um, when you put the uh, the two chemicals in this liquid, and they start to foam within three seconds, within fifteen seconds, for um, most home applications, within fifteen seconds, ninety percent of the foaming is complete mm-hmm. in fifteen seconds. So you'll see them do short, small bursts as they as they insert the material underneath mm-hmm. and they give it enough time to to see how much it's moving um, our guys I mean we've got several who are expert at this uh, and they can put their hand on the concrete and right. you'll see if you see any videos that we have of this they're always going to have, have a, up they will have a hand on the concrete because they're feeling the pressure underneath. that's a, that's a talent I mean it that is, really it, is it a is, talent it is there's this artsy side to this yeah. as you it, that's a, 
it's an art to be able to do that well. Mm -hmm. And those guys will keep a hand down so they can feel all of the pressure in the concrete. And then, uh, you know, that's how they do it. Right. And they will, they will wait because that last little bit of, of, of rise uh, sometimes will be a little longer than the 15. So mm -hmm. if they're getting close, they'll wait longer mm -hmm. to make sure that it's not a little extra rise because they don't want to come above it. But right. we have tremendous success in, in raising things back to being even. And um, then one, once you get it even, do you patch it or? We, we do have that available for folks who want, if, if your concrete is cracked, uh, then we, we do have some great new stuff that just we just got. Actually, when I went out to Omaha a few weeks ago, uh, we saw it for the first time, and we now have it. It's, it's wonderful uh, caulking material that we ha we have, and uh, put a little sand over the top of it. You know, now it looks like caulk, but your mm -hmm. choice is: do you want to look at the crack or the caulk? And at least with the caulk, you're not getting water back underneath your concrete and causing more. Wash out. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of homes, and I know in Oak Ridge, Knoxville, I mean, in all of the service area. And you guys service all the way to North Carolina, right? We do. So there's a lot of homes that might have had that concrete porch with the concrete steps. You know how, it, and it still is, they're still building them that way, but maybe more so in the past. Um, and they think, well, this is damaged beyond repair. I'm going to have to break it up and just start over. Not necessarily the case. Not necessarily the case. And we do free inspections, so we come out and take a look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some that, um, you know, it would be almost impossible for us to, to right. repair because of, you know. It's how, just broken up If too it's much. broken up too much, uh, you know, some other situations. But most of the time, we're going to be able to, to repair it. And, uh, you and know, foundations as well. Like um, if, you, if, you're, if your house is built, I guess, on a slab potentially right. or even, I mean, in some other aspects. But if it's built on a slab and you have some foundation cracks – um, that, of course, a home inspector, that's going to be the first thing that Jack's going to see. Um, right. But you can come in there and fill and help with foundations as well, right? Absol Anything where concrete absolutely. is. If there's concrete, you know, we, we can take a look at it. There's a pretty good chance we can, we can repair it. See, mm -hmm. that's amazing because you mentioned it. My steps that were poured concrete oh, yeah, yeah, attached, yeah. well, they're, they're cracking away from the porch foundation. Mm -hmm. And my contractor said water is getting underneath there and washing it out. And I bet you anything, it's not that bad right now. He says, it you got to do be. something. You need to call Steve. Steve. Steve's Another out. thing is, I, I don't know. I mean, you can go right out here on this sidewalk right here. Um, yes. Just outside of our studio yes. or any other sidewalk. And um, there's there's cracks because, like you said, I mean, if you have a long sidewalk, packing the dirt is probably not like on the top of the contractor's, you know, job priority i mean they're wanting to get the concrete poured right right so maybe and i'm not saying that they did anything negative but you know there's a process and they have to pack it and at the end of the day they got to get the job done so if it wasn't packed correctly you guys can come and help with um with sidewalks as well it, you know and to be fair to the contractors uh, even when they do it correctly sometimes sure absolutely you know uh, so you can't ever tell by looking at it mm -hmm. uh what happened but concrete cracks i mean it, it's not a and flexible material and it cracks and mm -hmm. the ground moves the ground moves and settles and because of our clay soil when it gets really dry it compacts and so it leaves voids mm -hmm. and if it gets really wet it expands so it, you know it this the, training is just coming out of steve yeah all this <laughs> knowledge the, uh, the soil the soil that we have here uh will cause a lot of concrete problems but yeah. that's the fantastic thing about the polyurethane mm -hmm. is that it's going to go in and fill those voids pack the, the surface down mm -hmm. and then you have 
the polyurethane up against your concrete, which has been rated to last for a thousand years. So wow. there's a good chance we won't have to replace it in our lifetime. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, guys, come back with us. We have one last segment with Steve Phillips from Master Drive, Master Concrete Services. Join us right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. I don't know why, but that song reminded me of Lane Kiffin for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. That's so weird. That's just what I thought about, like with his face on a one and dead or alive. Yeah, he gets to come back to Neyland this fall. Yeah, he should. Yeah. And he came back two years ago yeah. as well. And, buddy, I was down on the field yeah. when he came into the stadium. Remember those photos. And you were there. I was there. You were there. You were in your seat. And it was so loud yeah. there for like 20 seconds. And then everybody forgot about yeah. it. Right. Because yeah. then he went up to the press box and we lost the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, But we actually gave them a pretty good fight, and I was proud of our team. Only four minutes left in this segment, so I wanted to hit on a couple of quick things, Steve. Okay. Um, first of all, who is your target client? Who needs your services? Uh, pretty much anyone who has a home that has concrete. Mm -hmm. uh, if, for, for the company as a whole, if you own a home, mm -hmm. because we do all the waterproofing, we do the structural work. Actually, we do a lot of structural work for businesses, and mm -hmm. we do a lot of the concrete Absolutely. work. Uh, in fact, that's one of my focus areas is uh, doing businesses, warehouses, uh, storage yeah. areas, um, all, all of over. those things. Yeah. Yes. And anyone that has a large floor, if you've got a floor inside them, uh, you know, there's some, some companies I'm talking to that have a concrete floor in a large building. It's an office building, but mm -hmm. it's a, on a slab, and they've got some issues. So, and I mean, if you're out there and you are a, a director of maintenance for a building, or if you have, um, uh, if you're out there and you're listening and you own your own building, and you want somebody that honestly knows what he's talking about, but is trustworthy, I'm just telling you. Steve is the guy to call because I promise this is a need. And if you want to keep your concrete safe and reliable and dependable and also kind of create a long-lasting concrete, I mean, because if you don't keep up with the maintenance of it, it, it could potentially break down. Right. And, so, and, and if you've got a lot of machinery running over it, absolutely. it's going to break down. But the other thing about it is if you use the method that we, that we use, you won't be shut down for as long as you would be to replace the concrete. Ah. It's, it's ready to go. When we finish, it's ready to go. It doesn't have to cure. Um, you can drive on it. Mm -hmm. When we do T-dot work, mm -hmm. when we move, pull all the things out of the ground and sweep up and clean up and move the truck, they let the traffic go. See, that's important. And I mean, of course, if you're out there and you are happening to be listening to this and maybe you are uh, the city manager of a, of a city, right. talk to Steve because you're, you know, he's needed, you're going to need to get the jobs done. And I mean, hey, this would be a great marriage. And I think other thing too I wanted to mention because we had a, a gentleman on the show a couple of weeks ago that um, filled a, a void kind of in the concrete <laughs> so business. <to> speak. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know how much um, repair work that he did, but you, concrete is not an inexpensive thing to put down. Right. And when I think about what all goes into having to break up concrete, if you can come in and you just repair it, 
um, then that is going to be the best way to kind of make the longevity of your of your concrete last because it's expensive to put in new concrete. It is, and if you think about your driveway, if you, especially if you have a longer driveway, when you if you rip it out, not only is it more expensive to rip it out, you've got at least two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. three or four, where you can't drive your car in. On, into the, the driveway. Oh, yeah. And if that right, leads to right. the entryway to your house, you have to find a different way to walk into your house. Right. If you've got a really long driveway, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Whereas uh, if we repair it, you know, it's, we're usually in one day and done, and you have no time to wait. To We, we are going to put his website, masterconcreteservices.com, up on the housing hour. And I'd love for you to go to their site. They have this really cool thing where you can see the before and after. Right. And you can, if you have a touch screen like I do, it's fancy. It's something that came out just a couple years ago. Um, you can slide it across and see the before and after. And where they have used that polyurethane lifting um that we were speaking about. It's amazing. It's so cool to just run your hand across it and see the before and after. It's really, really cool. So please do that. And how can they get hold of you, Steve? They can call uh, me personally at mm-hmm. 865-255-2823, or they can call uh, Master Dry and ask for me, and they will they'll direct their phone uh, to me. That's uh, awesome. That way they don't even have to, they won't give me a, give them a number. They'll go ahead and call my number and, Perfect. and send the call to me. So uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about your concrete. If you have uh, any other needs we have, you know, we have a real estate division. I, I didn't mm-hmm. mention you had, I think, Barry uh, Jenkins uh, uh, and uh, uh, Jonathan Weezy Higgle. I love it. Just call him Weezy. <laughs> uh, I won't expect you to say Weezy Higgle, but those yeah. guys are great. And then all the waterproofing that we do, the structural work. So. We'll have to have you back talk more about that because we also know that they offer a variety of services. An incredible company. And we want to thank Steve Phillips for joining us My today. My pleasure. Thank you, Mark, and also Dave and Mortgage Investors Group. We'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.